You belong. Positive human connection is a universal human psychological need. Kurt Vonnegut said, What should young people do with their lives today? Many things, obviously. But the most daring thing is to create stable communities in which the terrible disease of loneliness can be cured. Welcome to the People's Podcast at the People's Basics. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about issues related to inclusivity as part of this month's theme of community. And we're going to be talking about such issues that might include workplace harassment, bullying, racism, and misinformation, the things that keep us away from our ideal community. But before we get into that, Jackie, want to tell people how they can join our community? Sure, John. First, please subscribe and join the Universal Community. Second, click on our link tree to find all our links, including our Discord, where we organize. Lastly, stay to the end to hear what's what's up on next week's docket. So, Jackie, I think the first thing that we should talk about when it comes to the subject of inclusivity is what are some of the problem cases that make people feel excluded? And there are certain problem cases that I think people experience in their regular day-to-day lives. Uh, You know, when so much of our lives are spent toiling away at work, some of our most common instances of social interaction is with our work colleagues. And that in turn becomes a place where we have a lot of that harassment potentially occur. Now, there could be many great relationships, but we want to talk about some of the problems that people face when it comes to this notion of inclusivity. So when it comes to workplace harassment, what are some of the issues that traditionally come up that make a workplace feel like an unsafe environment for a lot of people? Uh, Well, I'll tell you from my personal experience, um, I am in Texas and it is predominantly Christian. And I worked at a dentist office in which a woman was constantly trying to proselytize to me. And um, when she found out I was not, in fact, Christian and that I did not want to become Christian, she got me fired. Um, she, like, literally did everything in her power and, and, and won. She got me fired. So that's one form of harassment. I was a waitress. I have absolutely been you know, harassed in the workplace as a server and a bartender and a cocktail waitress, you get all kinds of people who feel they have a right to touch you or say things to you. Um, I've, I've had people flash me on the job. So there's, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of different ways that this can occur, be it sexual harassment, I think, um, religious harassment, um, having people that are just really combative and, and you don't feel safe in your workplace because you, you're like walking on eggshells. That's also not uh, conducive to building workplace community. So, um, that's just a couple examples I've personally experienced. What about you? Yeah, you know, I have to say, obviously, sexual harassment has been in a lot of people's mind in the past few years because of the Me Too movement. I think this has been one of the top things that people identify as a form of harassment. And I think a lot of it comes from 
A, there's the power differentials that sometimes leads to an abuse of power. Uh, there's sometimes just facts of just excessive stress that the environment kind of causes where people are not acting like their best selves because they're taking on too many hours. And sometimes people are getting underpaid. So they have other stresses going on in their lives. Uh, there's also just kind of this kind of culture of, you know, acceptance of kind of getting along to get along where it's kind of like, you know, you don't want to upset anyone so that you can help your own advancement. So people just kind of accept things the way that they are. And sometimes people might not even understand what harassment is. There's definitely been evolving standards for certain people of what is acceptable, friendly behavior, what they think versus what's just genuinely misogynistic and harassing behavior. Uh, so that's definitely a topic. But, you know, it goes obviously beyond sexual harassment, too. You, you brought up some other things. Basically, most of it relates to certain categories that people have as part of their identity, whether it be, you know, racial harassment, whether it be innocent jokes mm -hmm. that people think that they're pulling that end up being just perpetuations of harmful stereotypes. Uh, it could be misspellings uh, or mispronunciations of names on a common recurring basis, even when people bring up that they have a certain way they'd like it to be said or it's spelled a different way. Uh, there are maybe even a lack of consideration when it's saying like, I have to be out for certain periods of time because of personal cultural holidays and stuff mm. that can be a definite impact. It goes to things like sexual orientation and gender identity. Again, when it comes to certain things of just feeling accepted, when it comes to the relationship, there might be looks that people get. There might be as well certain conversations around not using appropriate terminology for people. And there can just be general, again, harassment in the form of either innocent jokes or just straight up hatred being expressed. Uh, and it can go into all other groups too, like ageism or disabilities too. But to me, like at the heart of it, inclusivity is people feeling like they can simply belong and that they are being respected. That when they bring up something and communicate that something's a problem for them, that that is being taken seriously and was being taken into account of how it can be addressed, but as well that people shouldn't have to feel like they need to speak up because you have colleagues who are simply not encouraging a culture of bullying where people are being put down as the butt of people's jokes. I always think it's like part of the culture that we have is very weird of how much of our humor is based on mm -hmm. tearing other people down. Yeah. Uh, and I think that needs to be just frankly discouraged more where people feel like it's, you know, an innocent joke or just poking fun at each other. But for some people that it really hurts, like it yeah. gets at people that you're being negative towards them. And I just think that's part of an inclusive, you know, community is being respectful by not trying to make someone the butt of a joke all the time. Yeah, it's 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 being self-aware and aware of others feeling. Um, um, there is something to be said about emotional intelligence um, that we that we're talking about when it comes to harassment. Like, if you understand that what you're doing is is harmful or is going to hurt other people's feelings, you're way less likely to do it. I think a lot of times, even people unknowingly harass or or um, hurt hurt people, and and like you said, that oh, I was just joking. But maybe if you had been a little more considerate, that's the word I was looking for, considerate and thoughtful and, and thought, hey, if I say this, is that going to hurt somebody's feelings? Is that going to um, 
offend anyone. If you're just, if people just take the tiniest amount of time to actually ask those questions of themselves before they open their mouths and say things, um, there'd be a lot less, a lot less hurt feelings in the world. And, and, you know, it, it costs nothing to be kind. That's what they say. It really does not cost anything to be kind. Now, I mean, obviously, you can be critical of people. We're not saying that you cannot deny if people make something wrong that you can't, you know, hurt their feelings because you told them the truth of their performance being lacking. But it's, uh, you know, not going out of your way to just make fun of someone, to, to ridicule someone to the point of trying to make a mockery of them. You should be trying to provide criticism that is at the end of the day constructive that you are still even when you are telling people that they're not doing a good job or that there's something that they're doing that you dislike you're doing it because you inherently want to help them and you want to help others by doing so that you're not doing it just to you know be able to have a laugh at someone else's expense um but this behavior it doesn't just happen at adulthood and that's just like suddenly oh you turn 18 and you're at the workplace and you suddenly have all this demand to put people down this is behavior that people learn through their lives and happens much earlier in just general forms of bullying in schools um you know around 20 percent of people have been bullied jackie i I wanted to ask you if you kind of had certain groups of people or certain kind of occurrences of where this kind of problem arises what what leads to these factors where people are being harassed even while they're kids yeah i mean i think a lot of of our followers can probably relate um i think a lot of our audience may have possibly been a victim of bullying and and if not a victim then definitely probably saw bullying as they were growing up uh, I mean, it even starts at home. I I had five sisters and a brother, and we were not nice to each other, y'all. And maybe it's because we grew up really poor and fighting, like literally, you know, my mom, everybody was stressed, and it shit falls downhill, as they say down here in Texas. Um, it starts it starts at home, y'all. Like, if you don't live in a happy home, and I always say bullies. Bullies are usually bullied. You know that that quote too of a, a villain is usually a victim whose story you haven't heard yet. Bullied people are usually bullied. They're just taking it out on somebody else. So I always try to have empathy and understanding. I was mercilessly bullied as a, a young person. Um, they there were two girls who it's their entire mission in life was to make me cry every single day at school. And thinking back on it now, I go, oh, they probably had it they probably just had it even worse than I did. Um and God, I'm sorry that I, I feel bad that they were were so angry and and probably like didn't feel hurt at home or maybe were hurt at home that they had to lower themselves to that level and hurt other people. Like hurt people hurt people. I, um, I, that, so we have to come at it from true. Yeah, but we have to come I, out from I, I that. I also wanted to interject on this one point in saying that it's not that every single person who is a bully necessarily 
you know, is this empathetic case. There is definitely people who can just be nasty to other people because they think that's how they can encourage their own, frankly, social hierarchy within a system, put other people down so that other people think they're better than those people. It's a kind of an assertion of power dynamics. And I think Mm -hmm. we encourage this kind of very culture of competition and we have to kind of get back to some of the kind of working together and that is not like, you know, a, a good thing to be seen as this person trying to put others down. So I, I don't want to say that it's always just lashing out. I'm not going to deny that that's not also an occurrence mm-hmm. that happens for some bullies as well. But um, I think it comes from also just a culture that enables trying to put others down in the form of hierarchy. Well, and it's part of the general notion of like, we had white supremacy. We had certain things that we were discriminating against in the past. We are still, I think a this is still a reflection of that. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And we we also say, you know, boys will be boys. We don't say it anymore, but I think we lot we let a lot of stuff slide. Um and we're we're only now starting to like understand, you know, which probably goes into our next um our next subject on the topic you know we let these things slide from childhood into adulthood and get you know things like the january 6th insurrection you get um people who don't believe in facts um the the more that we enable bad behavior in childhood and let's talk about privilege i mean who's doing the bullying punished for bullying and who's getting away um i don't have the statistics on it but we let these things slide in childhood and um we see the ramifications of it in adulthood with stuff like the rising extremism and white supremacy groups. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, to be on that same subject, you know, I agree with you that if you let these things slide, that they will continue to perpetuate without throughout someone's life. If they don't kind of learn the accountability around this subject, it's not to say that there isn't stuff that can be done. We have had efforts that have been reducing the rate of bullying over time. So in our schools, we've only been tracking this really since around 2005. At that point, we were at 28% of people getting bullied. This, this was around the period of time where I was going through schooling. Even that's when I'm in fifth grade is when they started to track when people started to get bullied. Um, And since then, they moved it down to 20% since then. And, you know, a lot of the times the stereotype on this is that it was primarily physical bullying. That's what you often see in media. And you'll have also now the rise of cyberbullying getting portrayed as people want to portray some of the faults of social media. But, I mean, most of the time, what is happening is happening inside the schools. It is happening at the stairwells of schools and inside the classrooms themselves. Most often, it is simply the subject of spreading rumors and trying to malign people's characters, which goes a lot with what you were saying about 
the misinformation. It's this kind of notion of just trying to malign people and you know attack their character that might not even be true and people don't bother to ask and if they do it might be in a kind of attacking manner like uh is this true and kind of like a ha 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 kind of in it too like there's a lot of this where you have people kind of being harassed from being just simply excluded from activities on purpose where they simply are trying to do it Mm -hmm. as a you know power dynamic of keeping certain people out and feel excluded it's kind of again uh, certain people who are different get segregated from the group. There are certain dynamics to this where people say that the most common reasons that people get bullied are due to physical appearance, race and ethnicity, gender, disability, religion, sexual orientation, uh, weight, all these things where it is simply often a, a superficial reason mm-hmm. that someone says you are different than me. And therefore, I should not include you. You are part of the out group. And I think inherently, now that you've started to have these school-based bullying prevention programs that are trying to target and stop these cases, as well as promote these programs that say, hey, we should be accepting of each other's differences, we are starting to see a decrease of around 25% since 2005, which should be commendable. These problems can be addressed. And these things shouldn't be just, you know, saying, oh, we need to continue to work with these with these bullies and say, like, hey, you hear my side out. No, it's like we need consequences to occur. People have to know that the environment does not tolerate that consequences as well as the simultaneous promotion of inclusivity are both needed. Yes. Carrot and stick. A hundred percent. And it's not helping that these problems of kind of extreme sentiment are are kind of growing where it's uh, people can't escape just the school environment where teachers have a little bit more control. Like we've started to see, as I said, some of these programs be able to help in the decrease. But we're now seeing social media be able to cause people to not escape the environments of abuse and of rumors and of social ostracization. And it's basically led to them developing into kind of these larger problems later in life where you create these basic factions that are also primed to do bullying and doxing Mm -hmm. and all these other behaviors because like we're simply kind of, we have no way to stop them in certain degrees right now because we're not putting any resources into the proper enforcement of it. So, yeah, that's a, that's I think that's going to be, you know, maybe we'll this up. What are the solutions? How do we create a more inclusive online community, uh, work community? How do we encourage people to be more thoughtful, more considerate? And 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 John, something I've been really struggling with this weekend, getting across to people. How do we express to folks? that that behavior is not going to be tolerated, that, that it's not okay to defame and oppress and subjugate folks that you don't agree with or that you don't think should even exist in the, in the case of like trans folks and, and religious conservative extremists. Like, how do we circle the square? How do we, like, I don't think we can change minds. So. What's the solution? How do we move forward? 
So I do think that there needs to be some degrees of systemic reform of the environment when it comes to some of the social media side of things. But to the heart of your question of how do you make sure that these behaviors are not being tolerated, you have to basically have two things. One, you need to have a culture where people speak up and call out when something is a problem. Now, obviously, you should be trying to consult with the people who are affected first and see if this is an issue for them. If they are expressing it is, you can be there as a form of support. And you should be able to have this notion of that there is no bystander who is going to just idly let hate go by. I hate all the time when I see these videos of people committing hate crimes and just people standing around. You need people to stand up, be active, call that out and say, this is not being tolerated at the source. Sometimes in the most extreme cases, if they are showing up by force, you need to respond by force. Now, I don't believe in violence, but I do believe in defense. And that is sometimes the case that happens where people simply say, we are putting this undue pressure on certain groups of people and putting them in harm's way and trying to provoke, where sometimes you have to say that there is a consequence to promoting these ideas that certain groups of people are lesser and unworthy of being treated with basic humanity. I, I think there are certain core ideologies that that is at the heart of what they're preaching, that we are less than and are unworthy of having basic rights. And for those people, there is no ground to work with them. Now, mind you, a difference of opinion on a variety of solutions is totally fine. I I 100% applaud people who even bring their own citations of certain facts, but you have to be willing to look at the actual substance and talk through it. It's, it's obviously not good enough to just say, here's a source. You need quality sourcing and you need to have more education early on of how do you do critical thinking skills? How do you do proper research? And I think a lot of the solutions to this problem, Jackie, are going to start at the education system, continuing to grow this culture of critical thinking, this culture of inclusion. I think that's going to start there. And then you're going to have to have these social media platforms start to have to at least be responsible to uphold their own terms. Like it it can't be like loosey goosey on it where it gets applied in certain cases. If you're going to have terms where you become the publisher, okay, then apply them consistently. Uh, If you're not and you're going to have complete free speech, okay, let's do that and stop censoring certain groups. Like you just have to be consistent with what your standards are and then uphold that because otherwise you're going to just breed this sense of distrust uh, that is, in my opinion, unhealthy. And as well, I think we got to do more to frankly get people together, maybe not at this exact moment because of COVID, but getting people back together in communities and being able to talk. Like I love the idea of being able to have these kind of um, community forums where you get these kind of bodies together of your citizens as an assembly, essentially. And Mm -hmm. they are talking through, how do we want to solve this issue at its core level? And you get specifically, not just open invite, but you ask for representation from a specific group. So you do hear what those constituencies specifically have to say, because often otherwise you're going to get voluntary participation bias where only the most extreme people sometimes show up to these uh, community hearings. But I 
it's it's a very broad solution of how we do this. But my thing is, you have to control where the education starts. I have an even broader solution, and um, and like I said, it starts at home. I think there were there would be a lot less distrust of government if the government provided for people and showed concrete um, solutions for people's anxieties. So we're talking universal basic income, the number one cause of bankruptcy being healthcare, private healthcare. So, you know, we've, we've had that conversation and so um, where we talk about the just trillions of dollars that would be saved from a you know single payer universal health care Medicare for all whatever you want to call it um, the scarcity mindset that you know we all love to to dive into had if there is when when there are more stable underpinnings of society we're going to have so much less stress and anxiety and suspicion um so i think that's one of those like you know like i said we grew up really poor did that also make us a more violent household a more tense household a more chaotic absolutely so take away that, that instability replace it with a foundation and watch people thrive. Watch people just transform into their higher selves. Um, mm. It's almost as if the system wants people afraid, suspicious, violent, uh, paranoid even. I mean, at this point, when we talk about misinformation, just to the extent that it has exploded in this country and abroad, it is it it feels purposeful it really does and that, that's not conspiratorial there are there's you know documentation that there's there's definitely agitation going on um and it's really destabilizing our entire civilization <laughs> and then add to that global climate change which some people don't believe in still to this day which again that's more m misinformation so um, we have a lot, we have a lot that we need to work on, but the solutions are so simple and they're there. They're staring us right in their face. They're asking us, they're daring us to be brave and be bold and adopt these things and just watch humans flourish. Make it so. Yeah, I totally agree. It definitely is needing a carrot and a stick where we are simply helping people live better lives and in turn, this problem will be naturally reduced. But then as well, when people are frankly, you know, not acting well, we need to be addressing those issues as well and calling that out and trying yep. to hold people accountable so that they don't feel comfortable to continue to repeat that. Um, but I, I think that's going to do it for us universal people. So we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the People's Podcast on the People's Basics. And we hope you'll please support the network by subscribing, liking, and rating this podcast, and joining our Discord by clicking the link in the description section. Uh, Jackie, you want to let people know what we're going to be talking about next week? Yeah, it looks like next week we're going to be covering community in the sense of corporations 
injecting themselves into local communities and how that changes the identity and the even physical face of a community. So corporations and community next week. Yeah, and we got a lot of other subjects that we're going to be covering in this month of community where we kind of took the lens of looking at it from these different levels of community, from the very personal and interrelationship dynamic that we covered here today to what we're going to be doing of state and local level next week and evolving into the national and then the international level to come. So we hope you'll check out our other content this month on the subject of community that will also be linked in the description section. So with that being said, we want to thank you for watching and supporting the home of the Universal Basics. We hope to see you all next week. Thanks, y'all.